This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, the business station. The BFM Breakfast Grill, connecting you to top people and ideas. Powered by U-Mobile, Malaysia's number one 5G network. I'm Wong Xiaoning and this is The Breakfast Grill. In 2023, a once Bursa Malaysia Darling Farm Fresh saw more than 30% of its value erased in slightly over a month to hit an all-time low of one ringgit and 5 cents. That was, of course, in July on the back of disappointing earnings due to higher input costs. So is 2024 then a year of margin recovery for Malaysia's largest integrated dairy producer? And what are the growth strategies after two major acquisitions? Questions we pose to its managing Director Loy Tuan E. Ms. Loy, thanks for coming on the Breakfast Grill. Is the worst over? If we look at the second quarter earnings, it's still below consensus numbers. And I see it's still weighed down by what, what I would presume is weaker year-to-date gross margins of just 22.2% versus 25% that was achieved for the same period last year. Yeah, I think if you ask me in terms of whether the worst is over or not, um, indeed, 2023, I think, was a very tough year for us, you know. Um, Over the past few months, I think things are really looking a lot better in terms of um, cost input, you know, inflation pressures and all this sort of thing. Um, Dairy ingredient generally, uh, costs have been coming down quite significantly. For example, I think not only only the dairy ingredient costs that come down, corn grain, right? Um, that, that was one of the major ingredients that we feed our um, dairy cows as well. And all those are coming down. So I think that bodes quite well for us, you know, going into 2024, yeah. I also read from the analyst briefing slides that Farm Fresh is intending to preserve margins by hedging currencies. That's something you did. And I think last year, right, of course, we saw the ringgit depreciate quite significantly against the US dollar. Now, existing exposures to US dollar was hitched till December last year. And that was at between $4.50 to $4.53. Have these hedges been rolled over and at what rate? Because otherwise you'll be exposed <laughs> to currency fluctuations again. Yeah, correct. I think I think this is, uh, you know, hedging thingy, right? You know, mm. it, it, it can go both ways, right? So I think Cairo is taking care of that. You know, uh, we hedge a bit uh, because the experience of the year before last year was that, you know, uh, we got the saving on our procurement. And by the time when the ingredient arrived, you know, the the the, the US dollar to ringgit, um, you know, going up from 450 to about 470, 480. So it, it, it kind of hurt us again. Yeah. So we just Double wanted, whammy. Yeah, we want some kind of stability in that sense, you know. So that, did you uh, hit, roll over the hedges again? I think I think Carol is looking at that. Carol is looking at that. So is I your think, chief um, uh, financial officer. Yeah, correct. Carol, I was CFO. So mm. I think we are managing that to make sure that, you know, that we have a bit more um, uh, uh, stabilities in that sense, yeah. <laughs> So which begs the question, Mr. Lai, would have it been better to raise prices as costs escalated? I think you did so twice last year, but your competitors were more aggressive. They defended their margins. Looking back, I know that your strategy was to gain market share, but at the expense of margin, was it the right one then? Um, honestly, if you ask me, being a PLC today, it's a bit of a delicate balancing, right? Because your stakeholders' expectations and things like that. If it's on our own, you know, mm. say, for example, we are not listed, I wouldn't be too overly concerned with that. I think the way I look at business in the sense that um, uh, at one company grow, right? You know, I think there is a pain that everybody, I think you need to share, right? Rather than pass everything through. So in our case, I think it was a very... Uh, deliberate decisions in the sense that you know, say for example, the cost increased by eight percent, we'll probably pass over five percent, and so in a way, the company take a bit of burden together mm. with our customer. We, however, the market react very different manner. So going forward, would you guide analysts better, perhaps? 
Uh, so this guidance This is an expectation Correct right? yeah. I think Cairo and I Also learned our lesson We are new kids on the block Right Dealing with all these Big fund managers You know Briefings and guidance So I think It's something that I will try to avoid Because you know I think You know Giving people the guidance And for example or, or if We don't really give guidance Right I think at the point of time It was all the 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 investment banker mm. during the IPO time, you know, they speak about it and things like that. And then subsequently, you have the Ukraine war. Things are not as what intended to be. And then what you you backpedal. And when the result um, finally shows that, you know, we do have pressure from this kind of inflation. And uh, there you are. You're going to bash the share price, right? <laughs> so, Mr. Lloyd, is this, you know, talking about the, the industry, you did see... 11% volume growth, right, in uh, the first half of this financial year. So kudos to you. But when you look back, was it a, a price worth paying? Because I know market share was still something that you wanted to grow. Was it worth it? I think so. I think growth is very important uh, in the sense that how a company actually plan the growth, you know, from the existing category, channel growth, for mm. example, Horeca, for example. Um, market leader in every segment. Uh, we try to be right, you know, the, in the space that we are in. So, so, um, so we measure the company in terms of the company growth, right? Do you continue to grow, you know, from five hundred million to six hundred to seven hundred, eight hundred million? So, I think this is something that we will continue to focus. Now, ingredient price will fluctuate, you know, from time to time. Uh, U.S. dollar to ringgit is beyond our control. It will fluctuate from time to time. So these are the things that, as I say, that in business, uh, when it comes, you know, certain season you do a lot better, certain season you compress a little bit. So, but more important, the brand equity of Farm Fresh is something that we pay a lot of attention. We make sure that the, the Malaysian consumer continue to love us. You mm. know, they continue to support us, and all our business channel that we actually, you know grow into it. We make sure our partners are comfortable with us. They will look at us as being reasonable company to deal with. What about cost efficiencies at all your respective plants? How much of an eye do you keep on this? Yeah, that is one thing that, you know, we try to achieve. And we try to optimise our plant in terms of, you know, running a bigger volume, you know, optimise it, you know, reduce the wastages and, and, you know, logistic, make it a little bit better Mm -hmm. and things. So those are the things that we hope that we continue to harness our saving from that to reduce the impact, you know, the minimum wages increase, for example, that is something that is irreversible. Yeah. The 4,000 ringgit um, uh, uh, OT, for example, those are all irreversible. I think we are happy and for that. And it affects everybody. Yeah, correct. So as long as we're on the same level of field, but the question is how fast you want to put this increase through, right? Yeah. So TMB, you know, uh, reduce the tariff and things like that and then causes a few hundred thousand more a month, you know, in Muazam Shah, right? So those are the things that we view it as a permanent and therefore we have to pass through some of those increases to actually mitigate our margin. And let's talk about your competition because FNN and FGV, um, FGV in a separate JV with Baldana, I think they're the largest dairy group in Qatar, right? And Touch Group are all making investments in upstream dairy activity. I think these ventures are supposed to produce as much as 500 million litres of milk over the next few years. Are you ready for the competition? Is Farm Fresh going to be able to compete and some of these competitors of yours have also equally if not more deeper pockets I know I think um, uh, good that Farm Fresh have inspired so many people to look at dairy farming being um, um, lucrative in lucrative and um, being a cash cow you know things like that but in reality I think um, the amount of time that we spend on the farm right you know uh, it's, it's it's a lot more challenging than you would have thought it is not just building the shade bringing the cow 
and then milk them and then you get all the benefit i think if this is a dairy animal you want them to be with you for eight years ten years for example right you know not after one or two years they drop dead you buy in the game after one or two mm. years they drop dead you buy again so i think i think to me um up, even now we are talking about after 10 years doing about 20 million liters for some and then you have this new guy coming in doing 300 million 500 million liters I, I think I'm not going to go into the the argument of their cow can do 30 liters why is our cow only doing 15 liters right so I think let the proof of the pudding uh, when it comes uh, we will see how successful they will be I mean they're sinking in billions of ringgit we are not taking lightly mm. right? I do not know what technologies they have you know so as far as we're concerned we have been here for 10 over years this is something that we wanted to learn from them if they succeeded do you think that eventually there will be too much supply though because currently we, we Malaysia consume about 80 million million liters of milk a year 8% growth I think that's that's the um, average for the last few years but if all this production comes on stream will we end up with just too much supply and then it's just a race to the bottom in terms no, of pricing no, I, I used to tell the, uh, the team right if they produce that much then it's time for us to actually Australian plant to actually buy milk from Malaysia <laughs> the other way around right you know so so we'll see yeah and your your strategy, if they come on trip, is it still going to be trying to be the cheapest in the market? I think cost structure-wise, Farm Fresh, we have tried to run, run it very, very lean mm. uh, from our farms and things like that. So I think I think to me, fresh milk is just only one of the category, right? You know, um, But there are other products that we are also developing over the years. Um, it's not that on one SKU that you're relying on. So I think the markets, you know, the yogurts, there are many other products, uh, flavor milk, UHG milk, and then now we are going to ice cream, we are going to uh, grow out milk powders, for example. So we are also extending our product offering rather than just sitting down there offering you one fresh milk, right? On the Breakfast Grill this morning is Loy Tuan E, Managing Director of Farm Fresh. After the break, is the move into ice cream synergistic and what are the other areas of growth that will revive this once upon a time stock market, darling? BFM 89.9. You are listening to The Breakfast Grill. Brought to you by U-Mobile, Malaysia's number one 5G network. BFM 89.9, welcome back to The Breakfast Grill, where in the hot seat this morning is Loy Tuan E, Managing Director of Farm Fresh. Before the break, is the worst over for Malaysia's largest integrated dairy producer and what is the competitive strategy when additional 500 million litres of milk come on stream? Mr Loy, let's talk about some of the things you, you mentioned before the break and that is your different segments, right? You've got chilled, ready-to-drink milk, that's 53% of revenue, ultra-high temperature process, UHT or ambient milk, that's 39% of group turnover. The rest are like yogurt products. Now, which category do you actually still see the most growth? Because I wonder whether when it comes to chill, ready-to-drink milk especially, that you have reached a saturation point with your market share. Yeah, I think in terms of the uh, category growth, right? Uh, I agree that you know, chill category, you know, has its own growth rate. You know, you know, between seven to ten percent, mm-hmm. slightly faster than UHD. UHD also, you know, on year on year, we are looking at five to seven percent growth. So those are all the natural growth that we have, and we, of course, we hope you know we can actually come up with product beside the, the market growth. We can also take competitor market share, for example, like in the past when we were using our farm fresh because it's a base on fresh uh, uh, product to do the use, your cost structure is higher, right? You know, the price, the, the cost of ingredient is almost double than, uh, than the powder smell. So last year, we come up with the uh, 
Yara by Farm Fresh. Uh, essentially, that is to position ourselves to compete, you know, with the market whereby you know you use the same milk powder and then you you're on the same level field uh, to compete. So Yara by Farm Fresh, uh, we launched last year is very very well accepted, and I think this year we're gonna put uh, coming years we're gonna put in a lot of efforts to grow that particular category. It's, it's a segment that mm. we wasn't really quite in, right? Because you, you're on the fresh UHG now, you're going to the powder powder milk, full cream milk UHG chocolate as well as strawberries. So we see that um, as a lake for us to grow, right? So uh, in terms of the other range of product, you know, for example, uh, how our um, ice cream uh, division, that were going to be one of the pillar, right? And then uh, the Farm Fresh Grow Out Meal, this is a very, very single most important SKU that we launched this year. A lot of efforts and uh, attention being put This is in. the milk powder. The milk powder. Okay, I want, I'll come to the milk powder, but let's talk about the ice cream because... I have to admit, I love ice cream. <laughs> okay, and um, in 2023, there were two recent acquisitions and you moved into the, which is the move into this consumer packaged good ice cream business. You bought a 65% stake in Inside Scoop for close to 84 million ringgit. So analysts estimate that the acquisition price is equivalent to 16.5 times price earnings ratio. Now, I see definitely clear synergies, but... Did you overpay for this, you know, some would say indie company with just 37 retail stores nationwide? You know, the, I think there's a word, you know, the beauty is in the eye of beholders, <laughs> right? You know, depends on how you wanted to look at it. To me, Inside Scope has been a great homegrown brand. Don't find many uh, homegrown successful brands. So I think they are one of it. And beside that, I think Emin and Siuli is also a perfect couple. They are the, the founders, family. right? They are of the founders. And today, they still own 35% stake in the company. So I think that kind of acquisition that we are looking at, to, from a farm fresh perspective, is that we wanted to go into CPG. That, that you know, uh, consumer FMCG play is, is where we are quite familiar with. And we felt that, you know, this is the area that we wanted to go in. You know, it's a 1.4, 1.5 billion category, which is something that is not small, right? And if you look at it, there isn't really any local brand. Mm. The competitors that, yeah, are the all competitor, MNCs, right? Yeah, Unilever yeah, and uh, correct, Nestle. The Wolves and the Nestle Wolves. So they dominated, I don't know, maybe 90% of the market, right? So if you go anywhere as if there is no choice, you either pick them, you know, uh, either one of them. <clears throat> so by going into CBG ice cream, I think, I mean, of course, Farm Fresh can do it, but it, uh, it, it will, we will start from ground zero with very little knowledge. So here you are, you know, you have to surely, you know, do the product innovation development and things like that. Emmons are very good operators as well. Mm. And um, so we hope that, you know, uh, by end of this year, all the high-speed machine that we're looking at coming into NSTAC and uh, we're building our NSTAC factory. Hopefully, by end of the year, you know, the equipment can be in. Next year, you know, we can really start our CPG on Mass the production. Mass production. Now, we have one small line that we put in in um, M&M factory, which is in Aradamansara. Um, those are quite slow speed. Uh, so we can come up with, say, for example, like the mini magnum mm. kind of category or no, uh, is something that we wanted to do. So I think... I think, if, um, but while Edmund actually continue to grow um, the the outlet business, every year we can add more of that uh, across the country gradually. Yeah. Was there any profit guarantee from these two founders? Did you impose that on them, and are they bound by any anti-competitive clauses? 
Yeah, I think I think of course I think I don't think so. There's profit guarantee, mm. but there is um, a condition that Edmund will have to continue to help us in a sense that you know uh, maybe at least three to five years, and we hope that he can he can continue with us even much longer than that. So, Mr. Lloyd, it seems like you've got you're going to let them continue their retail expansion and then eventually have inside scoops uh, ice creams being sold in the supermarkets, right? Is that also why then you acquired a seventy percent stake in Sinwa Ice Cream for close to twenty nine? million ringgit and for that the jewel in that is of course the 6,000 distribution drop-off points and logistic capabilities. Distribution is also paramount important and particularly in the ice cream business right to compete for the freezer space is something that is a very very um, important thing right you got to have a freezer I can put my ice cream in Nestle ice uh, freezer or put in Wall's ice cream they will throw out the hours ice cream right so I think we are we are mindful of that and uh, beyond that is also the distribution ice cream you know, once it's softened and you harden back, it can icing. So, so all those things need to be calibrated. So, in the case of Singhua, we we love the company. First, you know, it's very very traditional, um, nostalgic kind of ice cream and very very affordable. And uh, and he, you know, got about nine ten distribution point. You know, fifty over trucks, and uh, we got about six thousand freezer mm. in the market. So we hope that you know, by doing that, save me the hassle of building the team, building the distribution all over again. We just tap along. So when Emmon is ready with his ice cream, we just tap along. Right? Okay. So will the challenge be integrating Sinwa, which is one company, inside Scoop, another company, and of course, Farm Fresh overseeing everything. Yeah, so I think partnership management. I think that is um, one have to be um, have certain reputations. You know, um, you have to know that you know the EQ is there. Not only business, mm-hmm. right? It's not not just dollar and cents. I think getting along is very important. So in our case, I think we cut the scope very clearly. Um, beside the shop outlet that we need to grow, Edmund and Shirley will have to focus on the factory, you know, uh, to continue to churn out um, product, product innovation. When that part is done, now CK will be more focused on distribution, you know, in terms of... Um, and you're in charge. Yeah, and uh, we, our team will do, you know, maybe, you know, we will list into more outlets, you know, you know, uh, expand their footprint rather than just on the general trade. We hope that we can get into more petrochemicals, which they are not in, you know, Petronas, mm. the so once that is done, um, say for example, we, we double our drop point from 6,000 to 12,000. So CK will have to make sure rally the teams, you know, to actually make sure that the ice cream is available for all Malaysians across the country. Okay, so Mr. Louis, how soon is this venture of yours going to be a significant contributor to the overall farm fresh earnings and, you know, giving the MNCs a run for its money because you spent <laughs> more than a hundred million to get this venture going. Did you, I'm sure you did some maths, like what's the, what's the return on investment? Yeah, so the plan there, we have to bring another 20, uh, 20 30000000 million to bring in uh, a very good line uh, with a certain speed, right? You know, so so this is something that uh, I think 2025 will be our ice cream year. So so um, um, while we actually now leading to that, in the meantime, you know, um, we will continue. Uh, the, the potong ice cream that we have, I think, uh, quite limited space. Um, CK factory, in fact, uh, sort of like running out of space as well. So And it's quite temporary. So... We are, all the eye is focused on NSTAC. Hopefully, mm. by you know first quarter of next year, we can actually produce some ice cream out of there. Yeah. Let's talk about the farm fresh grow, the powder milk, right? I think that's something you're very excited about. Um, was supposed to have been launched in November. Has it? And how are sales so far? And what's interesting, I read 
that this is a war for you and this is a, I'm sure there was a deliberate choice of words so why is a, why is this business so important and what kind of growth are you expecting yeah I think I think this is I'm very passionate about this particular one right children growing up you know you really want all the kids to grow up healthily happy and things like that so I think but what we, what we noticed that this children nutrition aspect in the market I felt that the products are really not there but not it's a right huge product. market right 2 billion yeah, in two size 2 billion in a, and it's, it, it is so closely guarded you know a lot of information you know a lot of spend has been there to protect the market and things like that so I think if you look at, you know, what UNICEF have got to quote, you know, WHO, even quote last year, you know, that this this category of um, marketing is one of the most manipulative, you know, it's one of the most misleading, for example. So, but in reality, how many mothers actually knows that, right? And we mm. all know sugar is really bad for our kids, right? You know, so um, with the amount of sugar that inside those packs, and uh, worst thing, right, you know, they never say that, they even tell you it's zero sucrose, but by the hell inside that, there are other forms of hidden sugar, you know, you know, items like maltodextrin, some they don't call it maltodextrin, they call it uh, hydrolyzed cornstarch, they're all the same thing. So not many parents are aware, and we, we tend to take all these big brands for granted, they are established brand. They've been around for mm. such a long time. So sugar addition is a real, real big problem. We need to fix that. Although you do sell, you're going to start selling ice cream, but that's another story. <laughs> that's indulgence, right? You know. So as I say that, you know, things that you take like three, five times serving a day, you mm. have to be mindful that amount of sugar in the body. You know, it is unjustified. I think we hope that you know Farm Fresh Grow, like we come up with, basically it's an honest meal, not great science behind, fortified with twenty two vitamin, but more important, I think we for we BB12, the probiotics, constipation is a big problem. So and we, no sugar added. And no sugar added. Whether it's actual sugar or hidden sugar. I think that is our promise, from fresh promise to all the mothers. Yeah. Currently, the street seems to believe your growth story. Be it your ice cream, your powdered milk, because seven buys, one whole and one sell for farm fresh. With a consensus target price of one ringgit and forty-seven cents. Now that's based on a forward PE of thirty-six times price-earning ratio, but that's not cheap at all to me, at least, because <laughs> it's more in line with the consu- consumer staple companies. Are the analysts wrong? Because should they not be assigning that kind of valuations? Because when I look at your business, it is still cyclical, and I think last year was a classic example where you did see margins drop because your input costs suddenly rise. So what do you say to me to convince me otherwise and be a buyer of uh, Farm Fresh? Okay, I think that's an interesting question. I think to me, I think how you want to look at Farm Fresh to begin with, I think first you have to uh, acknowledge our brand equity. I want to build a very evergreen business, highly resilient. So I think today, over the time, it's been tested that we are indeed a very resilient brand, right? You know, notwithstanding, you know, the good time, the bad time, you know, COVID time, we continue to grow, right? We mm. continue to grow. In other words, you know, most of the customer that we recruited tend to stay with us. So I think that should be the number one plus point for Farm Fresh. Now, as I say, you know, in life, like like any other things, you know, there is a season. There are times that, you know, um, you, you, you make less a bit. There are times that you make more a bit. So I think you have to look in that sense. If I get too overly worried about my margin every other quarters, right? I, I, I don't think so I can plan properly. I don't think so I can see clearly in, you know, five, ten years, how would I want Farm Fresh to be? So I'm very mindful of that in a sense that I think the planning has to be long-term. 
a brand equity have to be preserved. The brand promise have to be taken care of. We make sure that all the product that we create, curated, when we launch, it's well accepted in the market. Uh, consumer like it and not only that you can retain them because you give them a better option and you hope that you continue to grow that way. On that note, thank you for your time on The Breakfast Grill was Loy Tuan E, Managing Director of Farm Fresh. I'm Wong Xiaoning, BFM 89.9. The BFM Breakfast Grill brought to you by U-Mobile, Malaysia's number one 5G network. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, Download the VFM app.